Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. If you guys are interested in signing up for the Adventure Challenge, just head to www.theadventurechallenge.com and use code Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y 15. Again, that's Courtney 15 at checkout and start adventuring. What this is, is it's a book that you get to scratch off an adventure at random, go, go out with your family and experience what spontaneity truly is. You have no idea what the adventure is. It comes with a snap camera, which is super fun. So you can take a picture of your adventure and then put it in the book. It is amazing. Head on over and check it out and get your fun on. Good morning and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so excited to have you on the show today. It's a beautiful Thursday. How are you doing? Good, how are you? So good. So I would love it if you could just introduce yourself to the audience and share a little bit about the journey that led you to the work you are doing today. Sure, sure. Um, so my name is Yu Zhang, Yu Zhang San. And I am a board-certified art therapist in the U.S. I'm currently based in Maryland right now. And yeah, I am an art therapist and I have um, an organization or a company called Thirsty for Art. I run this business. It's all about spreading awareness about art therapy, making therapeutic art, and also helping art therapists with their own work as well. Um, what brought me to art therapy? <laughs> it goes way back. <laughs> way I'm back here for to, it. <laughs> yeah, it goes way back. Um, well, I've always been a really, uh, been really passionate about art making. You know, from the moment I grabbed the the sixty four, you know, crayon set box. If you know what that is. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Art has always been my kind of refuge. It has been my hobby. It has been kind of my passion. And so I studied art in college. So I went into studio art. Something that kind of held me back from continuing the studio art, uh, which I did, but you know, I also added psychology later on in my college, college years. Um, but uh, though there was a fact about making art or becoming an artist that kind of held me back from pursuing that. And that was I should always sell my artwork. I should always kind of show my artwork and it's all about kind of selling my stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted instead to be more about helping other people, to be more about connecting with people directly, like one-to-one -one even, and having conversations. Other people to make art as well. So not just me making art and spreading that. So that's what kind of made me stumble upon art therapy. I was searching for what's, what's good, you know, what's a good career. And so I found art therapy and I actually found art therapists around me and I actually, you know, talked with them a lot and 
And that made me pursue art therapy um, from that moment on. Um, and so I went into master's in art therapy and then the rest is history. Um, and I've been working as an art therapist, yeah. I love that. So tell me a little bit about what is art therapy for those that don't know. Yeah, right. Um, so art therapy, I mean, there are a lot of different definitions about art therapy. Um, but to me, I want to just get to the essence of it, which is using art um, as a way to understand yourself and through understanding yourself, um, changing or healing yourself. Mm. And the art therapist is there to hold the space and guide you through that creative process. So that's what I think art therapy is. Of course, there are many different definitions, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, art has been such a huge advocate in my own personal journey. Mm. And I love that you said that it allows you to step into that purpose because so often we suppress that mm. artistic spot and that is our sacral center which is also our creativity our motivation our inspiration so when we're like just doing art and letting our mind just flow and not mm -hmm. having to have like I'm going to make this perfect unicorn or this perfect Picasso painting and just allowing ourselves to be there's so much power and weight in that yeah I know yeah so that's you hit the nail in the the essence of art therapy it's about getting in touch with that part of yourself and expressing that expressing your thoughts and feelings and even the things that you don't understand so well mm -hmm. or the things that you do understand well but you might uncover a lot of different things in the way um so yeah and i think especially this is needed in a time or place where we really uh focus on logical thinking we focus on perhaps a masculine way of doing doing things always just kind of relying on our reasons um and or maybe get us somewhere but i think that what you said courtney about like intuition and about like emotions and things that we don't probably uh or we're not uh so apt at uh using words to describe perhaps <laughs> um can be touched on on when we create art. Yes. And so what are some things if people are just at home and they're curious with dabbling in this, what are some, some suggestions? Say that five times fast. Some suggestions. <laughs> what are some <laughs> suggestions that they can start incorporating into their lives to really tap into this energy? Yeah, I think that you know, the thing that you mentioned is so, so important. Like when we approach art in a way that's all about the result, that's all about making this perfect picture that we're going to hang somewhere <laughs> or, or let others judge for what the value is, we really get trapped, right? We don't really enjoy the art making process. We don't really get to connect with our true selves mm. uh, because it's all about just creating like a robot, like a you know, just a perfect picture, right? But that does not have a human element to it. Um, so instead, I would suggest if someone wants to do art therapy in a way, I mean, without art therapists, I guess, <laughs> if someone just wants to make a therapeutic art at their home, in their home, then I would suggest creating um, things like collage, uh, which is basically different magazines or 
wherever um, and then putting them, pasting them down on paper. Um, that's a really great way to start kind of getting in touch with yourself and, and your feelings and thoughts uh, and expressing them. Um, the other one I would suggest is like using clay to get more in our bodies instead of um, drawing per se. So drawing oh, a lot of times, time. yeah. <laughs> so drawing sometimes is kind of tricky because a lot of people associate drawing with like making perfect pictures, right? <laughs> making these like realistic portrayals of things. Um, so I often do not accept maybe making scribbles with it. <laughs> um, or if you're actually working with an art therapist, then you can definitely do drawing because they know, you know, they'll, they'll guide you through the process. But um, so instead of that, clay is a wonderful medium. You know, they sell stuff at arts and craft store that are really cheap for kids too. You can just experience. I absolutely love that. And it is so true when we're little, it's like we naturally know the things that our body and our souls need. And as we get older, we, for some reason, just stop doing those things that <laughs> tap into that creative magic that's inside mm -hmm. of us. I'm really intrigued to hear the therapist aspect of art therapy though. So what do you incorporate in? What makes it different to go into art therapy versus doing it in your house? Yeah. Oh, that's a really great question. Yeah. I think that the major difference is that someone is there to kind of hold you and support you and guide you mm. if you are working with an art therapist. Um, and so sometimes it could be hard for you to know which material actually might be great for you. Uh, maybe it's hard for you to connect with that, that part of yourself that knows which one is good for you. Um, and sometimes even the art making process can be difficult to continue. So sometimes we might feel like, oh, you know, this is not that great. Or we might feel a lot of emotions and then that halts our process, right? Or even after making art, we might not be able to like get into the art itself a little bit deeper because usually the artwork itself has a lot to say to us mm. um, and we have a lot to learn and understand from the artwork. It process can be really uh, crucial when you, when you uh, actually meet with the art therapist and have them there for, for them to guide you through that whole, whole thing from just choosing the materials to making the art. Um, of course, they, they can prompt you like, and things like that. And then of course, getting into the artwork itself and understanding that as well, um, that would be a big difference. Of course, it's, that is not to say that you cannot make therapeutic art at home. You can definitely do that, right? Um, but it can take a little bit of uh, more self-motivation. Yes, <laughs> and of course, yes. right? Yeah, and of course, you understanding yourself a lot too. Absolutely. So let's talk a about, um, so I actually had someone on the show a couple years ago and they did inner child play and they were oh. a play therapist, but for the inner child as an adult to tap into that play creativity. And this reminds me so much of that mm. in the same access, um, di mm -hmm. different ways, but very similar parallels. But I would love to talk a little bit about the subconscious mind and art and how art can release trapped emotions within the subconscious mind if you're up for it. Yeah, yeah, I am up for it. <laughs> Yay! Okay, because that was that was powerful okay. for me with art. That was something yeah, that lots yeah. came out, and I had someone to guide me through it, and I mm -hmm. was like, "Oh my gosh! Wow! Yeah. Yep, that's there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, so 
Yeah, there, I mean, a lot of the times we have experiences in life, right? Especially in our childhood years, we we really store our experiences um, in our body a lot, and in a way that's nonverbal mm-hmm. and very image based. So when we recall a memory, it's not often words that we recall, but we recall. And this might be a good kind of uh, experiment to do on yourself if anybody's listening who wants to kind of like understand how this works. Like you can see whether you recall memories by images or words. Um, but, you know, research shows that we recall image, uh, images when we recall memory. And so a lot of the times memories is what influences our feelings and thoughts and beliefs, which dictate, you know, how we run our lives, right? How, what we feel and what we do in our lives. And so a lot of the times we store these images right. Right. in a way that's nonverbal. And also they're stored on in our subconscious mind. A lot of times we forget, right? We forget or we maybe repress them um, that might be consciously done or perhaps subconsciously done when those memories are difficult to handle. Um, do get into the art process and you create things. This is all about the, uh, the language of a nonverbal, right? It's a nonverbal language and it's an image oriented or image focused language that we're speaking when we're creating art right we're speaking we're talking about colors talking about textures right and shapes and forms um and so all these things it's really about nonverbal communication it's really about images and so it's like a direct highway to our subconscious right yes. <laughs> yeah so a lot of the times our words actually get in the way of accessing our subconscious because we have so oh, much filters yes. yeah <laughs> we have so much filters and we censor ourselves right um uh, we have these rules about what's good what's not good what's appropriate what's inappropriate what's difficult to handle, what's easy to handle, things like that. And so, you know, when we just go communication, we go straight to subconscious. We go straight to what's there, the feelings, thoughts, the memories, everything like that. So that's why I often, you know, this happens almost all the time when I work with people. It's like when we make art in the beginning, it's like, okay, it's nice, right? We got colors, we got lines. But then as you go, it's just so much more, um, there's so much more substance to what we create. There's so much more in the images than um, what we can even put words to. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of things can come out as Courtney, you have kind of, you know, suggested like uh, there's a lot in the images. Yeah. So um my th- th- this is a little longer of a story but so relevant to this because it really puts into perspective exactly what you're talking about but my oldest is actually f- um from not from my husband but from a different man and he was very very sick with PTSD he went he was in the marines and he just got he fell apart and so he could no longer have visitation with my child well he hasn't seen him since he was like 3ish 
And it really affected him. Like he had Mm -hmm. abandonment issues and me personally having that growing up with my mother and not having a mom around, I knew how, how impactful that would be as he got older. So I immediately put him in play therapy, art therapy, all the things. And that was Mm -hmm. my first introduction to art therapy. Actually, Uh, mm -hmm. I had no idea that it was even an option for children. Mm -hmm. And he, because he, he couldn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of communication skills there at three years old. Right. Well, he was at the time we were in this nasty court battle. Um, my husband has raised him. So he had that dad figure, but he still knew his biological dad at the time. So it was very confusing for him. Mm-hmm. And so he had drawn a picture mm-hmm. of a big giraffe. And it was the daddy giraffe, he said. Mm-hmm. And the daddy giraffe was eating the mommy giraffe and the baby giraffe was trying to save the mommy. Mm-hmm. And the art therapist was like, holy crap. Like he has so much fear that you're going to get hurt. And Mm. I was like, wait, what? And I was like, he's three. There's no, and they're like, no, 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 no. This is a direct line. Like you said, direct highway to his subconscious mind. This is what he is thinking, feeling deep inside. And it's coming out through giraffes on paper. He has (laughs) no idea what's going on, but this is how we can work with this and handle this. And I swear to you, that was such a pivotal moment from drawing a damn giraffe (laughs) to his healing and getting Mm. him the help that he needed. Because at three years old, there is no way that he could communicate that with us. And the same goes for adults. There is no way that sometimes we know what is blocking us or what Mm -hmm. is causing this pain or this trauma to keep resurfacing until Mm. we let go. Yeah. Yeah. That is powerful. Yeah, it, that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm therapy. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm time. like, oh my gosh, you're like, I see that every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's amazing. I'm always amazed again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Like, our minds are so incredible. I, I yeah. just. I, I know it's a lifetime journey to learn about it and we will never know all of it, but the way that our brains have this wiring to protect us and keep Mm -hmm. us safe when really it's causing a lot of issues (laughs) is so intriguing to me to really tap into that wisdom that we have within ourselves. We just need to learn how to create it and get in, get into it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's something that, uh, not, not a lot of people. or as we grow up like to tap into that part of ourselves that our minds are really like these caverns right holds Mm. a lot of things um most of the time they're unknown to us right yes Uh, and we we do have to kind of get through the barriers get through the filters in order for us to perhaps release these things um, and I do think that, you know, therapy itself, like verbal therapy can be helpful, um, but verbal therapy can also uh, be difficult because it's just when we use words, it's a little bit difficult <laughs> to get to the core of things. Mm-hmm. Um, our minds are tend to not let go of things um, and pr- try to protect us. Um, and so it's just a little bit easier to do it in a creative way, to do it with our perhaps right brain functions, um, like the more creative, intuitive part of ourselves. Um, doing it through that part of ourselves will be just a bit easier. And also making art is fun, right? So it's not, it doesn't feel as bad. 
<laughs> a lot of times, yes. uh, especially when we're doing with dealing with trauma and things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I would love to know, as an art therapist, I love to hear stories, right? No <laughs> names or anything, but could you mm-hmm. share your most just profound experience with a client? One that oh. just made you go, wow. I know I just put yeah. you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 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 well. Um, you know, it's it's a little difficult because <laughs> a lot of the times, um, you know, the 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 way I've worked with with clients have not been so long term. But I have seen people know at the precipice of really just ending all treatment right um and and perhaps even ending their lives to being more open and continuing treatment and getting better uh i've worked with uh people with addiction very serious addiction issues a lot of times who also have a lot of ptsd or um, trauma that is very intertwined with the addiction. So mm-hmm. I've seen people, um, I mean, there's a lot of people who are very like at the precipice, right? <laughs> in, the, in the dilemma zone where do they continue um, doing the same thing and then really drowning themselves in, uh, in whatever substance they're using versus continuing to see someone or then getting help. So I've seen a lot of people um, uh, actually through art therapy be able to stay in treatment a lot. And that has helped them in their sobriety. Um, other times, I don't know. I think that, you know, I've seen <laughs> just to turn 180 degrees. It's crazy, right? Uh, I don't know, Courtney, if you have experience um, seeing this too, but I've seen kids being unable to go to class being their best and also in um, with their teachers things like that especially when they have like an adjustment disorder Mm. um, when they have gone through a specific or a tremendous transition in their family life Um, and uh, perhaps this is just kind of personal but like for me I love it when people make big transitions in their lives through the work they do with me uh, so I love to see when people actually just change their whole life. So <laughs> they quit their jobs, do something new. Um, they change their relationship with someone else and they, uh, they become a kind of different person, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, through working with me. So that's what I have seen so far. But I know there are so many more stories out there that I don't know, <laughs> that I don't have direct experience. But Yeah. That is incredible. No, those are also. So if someone is looking into art therapy, is there any online courses you offer anything like that, that people can tap into? Mm, I do online courses. I don't know specifically. Um, I myself have a therapeutic art making group. 
uh, where we get together online every week or so and we create art that's focused on kind of expressing our feelings and thoughts. I love really, that. Really. <laughs> um, but there's also a lot of art therapists out there. Maybe someone like one-to-one. Um, I would recommend going to arttherapy.org to find an art therapist who's registered or board certified um, near their local city or state. So that's also like a directory for people to go to if um, you don't know anyone who's an art therapist around you. Yeah. Beautiful. And then where can the audience find you directly? Yeah, they can come to me through my website, thirstyforart.com. Um, they can also come to my Instagram, which is thirstyforartofficial. Now reach out to me through DM. Um, my website is basically like the house for all my services. So if you are interested in um, services, you can just go to my website, thirstyforart.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much for today and for doing the work you do and for just being you. I really enjoyed our conversation. Well, thank you, Courtney, for having me. This was really awesome. Yes, and we will be in touch soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.